Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier, and today we're talking about three quick steps to managing yourself. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're talking about three quick steps to managing yourself. You know, one of the things I do every year is I do an end of the year review of myself where I basically write down all the major projects I tackled uh, that I felt like I got done, the big wins, the big goals that I felt like we, I, I personally accomplished or maybe the team accomplished. And then I review some personality profile tests that I've taken regarding maybe like the Enneagram or I take uh, the Myers-Briggs, maybe the DISC profile, and kind of lay it on the roadmap and kind of lay it out. Say so like, what was the big wins or the big fails? from my physical, mental, spiritual standpoint. And then I start roadmapping what 2020 or the next year for that matter is going to look like. And one of the things I do when I do that kind of mapping out for the next year is I kind of pick a theme. Um, it may be like building systems. It may be like um, learning how to make micro progress, small progress versus trying to do huge leaps depending on how I'm feeling about the year with family, work, the whole nine yards. And one of the things I think I've become realized is I've kind of had these this kind of three things that I always kind of do, no matter what the theme is, three things I always have kind of been my base point for kind of managing myself, especially when I look at the going into the new year, when I kind of break down, I need to make sure these three core components are always there to do. And they're surprisingly simple things, but they're the three things that always are quick steps that I need to, I use to manage myself, especially when I feel like things are kind of getting out of hand in the sense of like, we just got too much work going on. Christmas is coming, Easter's coming, you know, big promotional stuff, or you just got a lot of requests coming in for the team or yourself to manage communications. This is the kind of stuff. These are the three quick steps I kind of do to kind of get, get squared away and get centered and get back to where I need to be. Specifically, if I'm trying to, you know, think about the micro and the macro at the same time, the day to day at the same time, think of the larger perspective of what I want to get done. So these are the three quick things I do, especially if like if the world's just getting really chaotic. These are the three things I do to manage myself because I know that if I manage myself, I can then manage others. I can manage projects that much more effectively because I've taken care of myself first. So here we go. Step number one. Okay. If I was going to list these steps in order, this is probably the first thing I would do is I say step number one is learn to write everything down. Again, I said these were going to be really simple and very easy, but they're very profound in the sense of the fact, if you do these things, you're going to get some really good effect out of them. Writing everything down is huge. And that is because I'm basically telling myself my brain is not a place to store things. Uh, that's from David Allen from the book, Getting Things Done, if you're familiar with that. But the idea is, is that your brain's for making decisions, uh, making actions, making plans. It's not designed to hold information in place. If you notice there are certain limiters on the amount of information your brain can hold, like the number of digits, like in a phone number, you, you can, there's only so much your brain can hold. So I don't hold in my brain things I've got to get done. I don't hold my brain list. My brain does not need to manage those types of information. My, my, my brain needs to look at a list and then make a decision to make an action. So I write everything down. So if you're ever hanging out with me, if you mention a book I should read, I write it down. If I mention you spark something that I need to do because we're writing, I write it down. If I meet somebody in the hallway, they have a conversation They said, I need you to follow up on these things. I will write it down. Now, how I write it down, how I capture that, it depends on the mode of device I'm in. If I have an iPad, I might write it on an iPad Pro with a pencil, um, but I typically have some sort of digital inbox. Uh, mine's OmniFocus is what I use personally, but for you, 
It could be Evernote. It could be Apple Notes for that matter. If you just want to write it down on your phone as a quick note and just kind of store all your notes. But regardless, or even if you just do index cards, which I've done before, which are really fun, just do an index card, a little clip on top with a small little, like you can buy a little Fisher pin on Amazon. A Fisher pin is like an astronaut's pin. It's great because you can write upside down with it, but they're also small and compact. Um, and, and I'm writing these little, maybe a little moleskin, but index cards, whatever that is, but I'm writing everything down. I'm telling my brain, don't worry about this. I'm capturing it in a place that you can remember later. And by doing that, it also allows me to be free and present in the moment, which is really important when I'm trying to get stuff done. I need to be in the moment thinking about the things I need to be thinking about and not just my mind wandering off about stuff I've got to do. So I write everything down. Number two, take inventory of your time. One of the things I do on a periodic basis is I sit down and kind of map out how I'm actually really spending my time. Sometimes it's, I will actually maybe use a piece of an app that will kind of like, I can kind of log time. I can, sometimes I can do an Evernote or I can say like, how much time I actually really spending in meetings? How much time I actually really spending on email? How much time am I actually watching TV? And there's an app called rescue time, by the way, that kind of does the email aspect of it. It'll monitor your computer. It'll tell you how much time you're spending on what apps, which is really interesting. And I want to kind of map that out because there's this thing where you, what you think what you're doing and then what you're actually doing are two different things. Like we think we only watch maybe like 30 minutes of TV a day, but it comes to find out you may be watching like two to three hours with the TV a day. So I want you to take inventory of your time. I do this on a periodic basis because when things are getting crazy, I kind of have a sense of like, what's out of whack? Why are things crazy? What did I spend time on that I didn't think was taking up too much of my time, but it's taking way too much of my time. And by the way, this could also be type of work that I do. Is my email taking up too much time? Is social media taking up too much time? What's the areas that are kind of out of whack that's kind of throwing the whole thing uh, out of proportion so I'm not able to get the things done that I was really brought on board here to do? Uh, and that's, by the way, they, they can, you can be a volunteer and that can happen to you. You can be part-time, full-time, doesn't matter. All of us need to probably take an inventory of our time on a periodic basis to figure out what's going on. Number three, and this one is vital and crucial. And I do this every single Sunday at around 2 p.m. because that's the time when my kids are asleep or uh, watching Disney Plus like most kids in America I think do these days. And that is as I plan out my week. I spend about an hour of time planning out my week. And that is taking an inventory of the Remember when I told you to write everything down. I take all those things I wrote down. I kind of map them all out, figure out what I want to do, what I can delegate, what I discard. I don't need to do to begin with, even though I wrote it down just to remember it. I find out, you know what? I really don't want to do it. So I chuck it. I get all the core things I know I need to do, the big rocks, if you will, the most important things. And I map out when I'm going to do them. And I do that mainly because I don't want what's right in front of my face, the thing that's got my attention at that moment to override what really should be getting done. I need a kind of, if you will, like a North Star, a guiding, a roadmap, if you will, of actually here's the big things I really need to get done this week. So I spend about an hour, I have a whole process where I review my week, review all my notes, where I sit down and kind of go, okay, here's everything I really need to get done. And I kind of plot these out on a map, on a calendar, could be as it is a map for that matter, and kind of figure out this is the big things I want to do. And this is really, really important because when I do this, I have a really good sense of how the week's going to flow. I can also get a good sense of like, whoa, I've got way too much on my plate. I don't have enough time. What can I cut? What can I delegate? What can I just get rid of? Because I can't create more time out of thin air, especially if they're, if they're just life things that have just have to happen that I just can't avoid. So mapping out my week gives me a really good sense of what the week's going to feel like. Is the week going to be crazy or is the week going to be pretty low key? It kind of gives me a good mindset of how I need to approach each week and therefore, for that matter, kind of approach each day. So it's really, really vital for me and I think for you to 
map out your week. Because the beauty of doing that, by the way, is is not only you have a good feel for what's going on, but then when you plan out the next week, you can look back at your previous week and say, was I realistic with my time? Um, was I, did I overshoot? Did I plan too much? Did I not plan enough? You kind of get a good sense of like, you can kind of start seeing a theme here for how your weeks are kind of developing and kind of figure out what are some remedies to, to kind of rectify how things are going awry. Is it somebody who just pops by your office a lot? Um, is it something where you get in the emails, there's a process you need to put in place to kind of fix some of that stuff. That's that, that may be your issue is, is you need to have a time where you kind of sit back, reflect on the previous week and look forward to the next week. This is probably out of everything I do. I know I, I listed these in order of one, two, and three. I know this is the third one, but in some ways, if I do this, if I do this third one really, really well, everything kind of takes care of itself. So it's really, really important that you spend some time planning out your week, uh, plan out your day, kind of have an agenda of what you want to get done. And when you do that, you're going to find yourself being far more productive because the big things that really matter, the high impact things, if you will, those things are going to take precedence and you're going to find yourself being more productive and you're going to find yourself managing, managing yourself better, which is what this is all about this episode of this podcast. So there you go. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Get Practical. Really appreciate it. Do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating on iTunes or you can subscribe on iTunes as well, along as Google Play and Spotify. Until next time, y'all take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.